Hello there, everyone. Welcome again to the Michigan Trails Report. I'm your host, Tom Funk, author of 50 Hikes in Michigan's Upper Peninsula, 50 Hikes on the North Country Trail, and general rabble rouser in the hiking community. Again, it's great back to be back, I guess, talking trails with you all. So let's get this underway. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Gateway to Pictured Rocks Lodge in Germfask. It is a three-bedroom, two-bath, sleeps about ten, centrally located in the eastern Upper Peninsula, less than an hour from either end of Pictured Rocks, near Quamanon and Manistique. It's a great location. Pull out a pencil, write this down on your favorite antique table in your house, vrbo.com slash 980761. All right, let's see here. I got to uh, turn down the music a little bit. Again, thanks Adam Main from Kalamazoo for providing our music for the podcast. As always, it is greatly appreciated. All right, hike of the week. Well, this this podcast is going to be heavy on pictured rocks. I've been seeing a lot of activity, questions, stuff like that about pictured rocks recently in our various hiking group pages on Facebook and elsewhere. So why not? Let's talk a little bit about pictured rocks uh, as I'm uh, quite familiar with the area. So although the backpacking crowd may be most familiar with the 45-mile-long trail formerly known as the Lakeshore Trail... There are quite a few day hikes that are completely separate from this trail or utilize only a small piece of the trail. So let's focus on a few of these uh, shorter day hikes. So with day hikes, uh, you just need to have a daily pass and uh, you are good to go. The only permit you need, as I always talk about on this podcast, is to backcountry camp. Uh, But just to hike, you just need to have a a day-use permit and you can go wherever you want in the park. So there are, like I said, a bunch of different uh, trails in the uh, in the park. And uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find my link. There we are. My goodness, you think I'd be prepared for this stuff. Anyway, so um, let's consider the smaller ones maybe a mile or two. Uh, my favorite hike uh, for the short ones is Sand Point Marsh Trail. It's about a half mile long. It is uh, a boardwalk that uh, is across from Sandpoint Beach, and it takes you through one of the park's most beautiful wetlands. Old beach ridges, cattail marsh, small ponds. You'll see cedars and spruces, and uh, last uh, time I was there, there was this monster beaver lodge there. Um, it has got a lot of wildflowers and great bird watching there. Nice thing is this trail is wheelchair accessible, and uh, as the case with a lot of the trails in Pitcher Rocks, uh, pets are not allowed. Uh, most of the trails in the park, pets are not allowed. That's an important thing to keep in mind if you have a pet traveling with you. Um, another cool one, let's see, I'm going to say uh, Sable Falls Trail. Now, you park um, at a designated parking lot for Sable Falls Trail, which is over towards uh, uh, Grand Marais, maybe a couple miles out of town. 
It's only a 0.4-mile round-trip trail. It is part of the North Country Scenic Trail. So you'll go down the stairs, you'll see the falls, you can go down some more stairs. And if you continue on hiking, uh, you'll make it all the way to uh, Lake Superior. If you're really ambitious, you'll head to the east and you'll end up in Grand Marais. So... Um, that's a pretty uh, cool little hike to do a nice long out and back if you wanted to do. Um, leash pets are allowed on the stairs and to the trail out to the beach. So that's kind of cool. Keep in mind, 168 steps going back up on this one. So that's a, uh, um, a little bit of an endeavor. Some of the longer trails, uh, how about the Aussable Light Station? Uh, three mile round trip trail, completely flat. What you do is you park at a designated parking spot in the Hurricane River Campground. You walk on an old access road, which is also part of the North Country Trail, out to the lighthouse where you can do a tour as well. So there's a lighthouse there where, uh, lighthouse keepers live from 1874 to all the way to 1958. Um, so bikes are not allowed, but, uh, pets on leashes are allowed on the road and light station. Now when the, Lake Superior water level is low. Walk the beach back because there's actually two shipwrecks. One right at the lighthouse and another one at the trailhead in uh, uh, the Hurricane River uh, campground. So um, that is a pretty cool uh, little hike. And again, just go to the website for Pictured Rocks and there is a link, link for day hikes. Check it out. There's so many here. It would take up the entire podcast if I was to list them all. So I thought I'd just list a couple of my favorite ones. So about Pitchard Rocks, um, I have spent a lot of time hiking there, exploring, and outfitting in the area uh, for years, as a matter of fact, years and years. And so I'll share some observations with you, combining my knowledge of the area as a hiker and backpacker and as an outfitter. Probably one of the, uh, uh, I don't know, number one questions or inquiries I see online is about reservations. Um, gone are the days where you can roll into Munising, walk into the ranger station, and pull a backcountry permit. It is now done entirely online. No calling, no stopping in, and you can do it 24-7 on recreation.gov. Uh, so you'll need to sign up for an account, and you do need to pay with a debit or credit card. And as a former outfitter, I can tell you, I had a few customers that didn't have debit and credit cards, so we had to finagle reservations for them. So keep that in mind. And for the love of everything good, do not squat, meaning if you can't get a permit, you go anyways, and you just show up at a campsite. It's not cool, okay? Just don't do that. And don't stealth camp either. There's been quite a few problems recently uh, by people stealth camping, creating fires and, and damage and stuff like that. Just just don't do that. There's plenty of backpacking opportunities if you can't get a permit there. If you plan ahead, you shouldn't have a problem. Another uh, question I see is wildlife, uh, specifically bugs and bears. Yes, bears. Good to know there are bear lockers at the campsites. Uh, bears are hunted in the area, so if you're up there hiking around, you see a bear hunter, give him a big old hug because the bears, well, they're terrified of people in the park. There's very few human-bear conflicts that take place in the park. I haven't heard of anything, and so, you know, the bears, they're, they're well-behaved because, uh, you know, like I said, they're pretty afraid of people there. The worst problems will come from biting insects. 
black fly season starts about two weeks after the last snow melts and lasts for about a month. Some years, with an early melt, the season ends before Memorial Day, which is pretty cool. Other years, um, with a late snow melt, they'll linger well uh, into uh, uh, late June and early July. Mosquitoes typically peak in mid-June. However, if you get a killing frost after they've hatched, it'll knock them back considerably. So pay attention to the weather. So if you notice, hey, a big frost happened like the beginning of June, that usually uh, does those mosquitoes then. Uh, another set of flies that you'll get is biting flies. And those are the deer flies, horse flies, and stable flies. And they emerge when we start getting humid days around the end of June. Stable flies are mistakenly called black flies. And that's what I see online all the time. And as a biologist, I'm not a fan of common names. Uh, and that's where the confusion comes in because the little teeny tiny black fly, which is out in, uh, you know, late April and into May, uh, is different from the black fly that is on the beach in July and August. Those flies on the beach that people call black flies, you know, a better common name is stable fly. They look just like house flies. And they are most prevalent along the beach on humid days with a southerly component to the wind. And they can be ruthless. Campsites, up to six persons can be on a registration. And here's where the confusion comes in. But no more than a combined total of two tents or hammocks. So you can have one tent, one hammock, two tents, or two hammocks. It can't have three. The maximum stay at any one site is three days on any one site. Most sites have water access to a lake or a spigot, but not all of them do. And the weather, that's another thing that catches a lot of folks off guard. Uh, and you'll see it all the time in postings on the various group pages. It's folks looking for a ride uh, in April and May to help them with uh, spotting their vehicle before the shuttle service starts. Well, there's a reason why the shuttle service hasn't started yet. It's because the snow, it can linger well into April in about one out of three years into May. And I've seen ice in Lake Superior well into June. Uh, once, uh, w- once winter releases its grip, Lake Superior typically does not get warmer than 45 degrees. Therefore, if there's a lake breeze, it will be cool, especially at night. In mid to late August... There's what uh, the locals call a turn in the weather where it becomes fall-like. Well, come to terms with yourself because fall is underway when that happens. True summer weather lasts about six to eight weeks up there. Fall is beautiful. The weather is stable. The bugs are gone. That's when I go backpacking, folks. Best time of year. And what catches folks for surprise is how early winter can start. In many years, the first measurable snow that sticks is recorded in mid-October in the Upper Peninsula. And winter, well, it can be underway in earnest by the end of October and definitely by November. So if you want to see historical snow depths as a, as a planning tool, just go to the uh, uh, Tom Funk's Travel Log YouTube uh, channel and find the NOAA Snow Depth Planner tutorial video. I look back 21 years worth of data... Uh, and I looked at May 1st, and that is the uh, first day that uh, the Alger County Road Commission will go out and start uh, doing maintenance on H58 between Grand Marais and Munising. So I look back for 21 years of data, and four years there was some snow on the ground, but not enough to be a problem. And there were five years 
where there was significant snow on the ground, enough to make trails and or roads impassable. So you're looking at, you know, one out of every four years, uh, you know, on May 1st, it ain't going to happen. So I did not find any years where snow was a problem after May 15th. So uh, I guess it's safe to say in most years, after May 15th, you should be good to go. Although, um, don't be surprised if you get a little bit of snow uh, or, you know, deal with cold weather. Pre-trip preparations. This is another one I saw all the time as a uh, an outfitter, as folks would red-eye it from Detroit, Indianapolis, Cleveland, wherever, and they would sleep in some rando parking lot and then show up at the trailhead with little or no sleep. Um, hey, come on up the day before, find a nice campground or hotel to stay in, get a good night's sleep, and have a good breakfast, then hit the trail. Uh, you know, it, it was surprising that, uh, the folks that, uh, I had to rescue, you know, it, it, sometimes there's a lack of planning and this is an example where you don't plan ahead and you don't have enough time before you hit the trail. Another, uh, question I see, and then, you know, sometimes I kind of chuckle cause, you know, hey, how's the water situation and you're along the world's largest freshwater lake, but you know what? There are places you just can't access it. There is plenty of water. Um, there's numerous streams, rivers, spigots, and things like that. Uh, but there are a couple of sites where accessing water is a hassle or out of the question. One site is Cliffs. Another is Moss Homestead. And they're on either end of the park. So I, Cliffs is the first one you come to, and Moss is the last one. Potato Patch requires a hike down the hill to the lake, then back up. So, you know, plan accordingly, and you'll be fine. Another question I see is, hey, how many miles a day can I do? Um... Uh, Lakeshore Trail, or the trail formerly known as the Lakeshore Trail, is is relatively easy. Um, and many hike end-to-end, uh, but there are other options. So, um, you know, folks, you know, you can, if you're used to doing 10 miles on a hike, you shouldn't have any problem here. Uh, so there's really uh, any discounts or anything like that from the amount of miles you can do. But there are options if you don't want to hike the uh, the trail itself, as far as itineraries are concerned, or like from one end to the other. Um, you know, you could barbell it. You could do a lollipop loop and out and back. The most popular loop is the Chapel Mosquito Loop, but you could make it into a barbell by hiking that loop and hiking over to the loop that goes around Beaver Lake. That way you don't have to deal with spotting cars or dealing with a shuttle. The road that goes on the south end of the park is H58. And for, you know, years and years, that was just this rutted, nasty sand and gravel road. And sand and gravel is being polite. And it just was not plowed. And even after they paved it, um, the road commission doesn't plow that road. They just don't. Um, it is a snowmobile trail, a big chunk of it is anyways, between December 1st and the end of March, and some years will go into April. And if snow lingers into the spring, the road commission does not dispatch a truck to clear any remaining snow. Additionally, there's a couple of spots where the road goes through what is essentially a valley, and it's sheltered, and it will hold snow for days and weeks after the snow in the surrounding area has melted. This is why the current former shuttle services started no earlier than May 1st. And if you're thinking of driving H58 in late April or May, um, maybe a good idea to call the Alger County Road Commission for a report on the road condition. I see a lot of, uh, you know, questions about, you know, hey, where's a good place to eat? There's plenty of places to eat in Munising, not so many in Grand Marais. 
My favorite in Munising is A Burger, and in Grammarie, of course, it's the Lake Superior Brewing Company. Um, so the food choices are much more plentiful in Munising. Um, and don't forget the shuttle. And if you're doing an end-to-end or a segment, you'll need a shuttle. Or, you know, set one car at one end and you know, one car at the other, but that's a waste of gas in uh, many people's opinions. There is a shuttle service. The only option right now is Alger County Transit. Park your car at the end point, take the shuttle to the start point, and then hike back to your car. Why is this? Well, as a former outfitter, I didn't want your stinky backpacker body in my vehicle after you've humped 50 miles. So that way you're not, uh, you know, racing to the end. Your car is waiting for you. So there you go. There's some pictured rocks advice uh, for you based on my um, past experiences. If you go to the Michigan Hiking and Backpacking page and the Hiking Michigan Upper Peninsula page, there's actually a killer guide to uh, pictured rocks. It incorporates the uh, the planner that the park puts out plus it kind of organizes uh, a bunch of different links together, and it's a great uh, resource. All right, there you go. Moving on, trail conditions. Hey, speaking of pitcher rocks, uh, right now, no potable water at Miner's Castle until further notice. Uh, and uh, since it's middle of winter, I'm not sure exactly what that means because that one just popped up. So we'll just uh, keep our eye on that one into the future. All right, this week in Michigan's hiking pages on Facebook, uh, Michigan Hiking and Backpacking has a Wakely Lake Loop Hike, Saturday, February 11th. Uh, check it out on uh, the Michigan Hiking and Backpacking page. And again, I'm just kind of skimming by them. Uh, check out these pages for the gory details. Uh, West Michigan Hiking and Backpacking has a four-day uh, wolf country backpacking trip. And that is May 5th through the 9th. So, um, that sounds like it's probably going to be in the Upper Peninsula. That's on the West Michigan Hiking and Backpacking page again. Northern Michigan Hiking and Backpacking has an ice climbing adventure in the Upper Peninsula Sunday, February 19th. Uh, a uh, page I haven't seen much on recently, but they have an event, is the Northern Wisconsin and Western UP Hiking page. They have an under-down snowshoe adventure on Saturday, February 4th. Uh, check that out as well. Uh, Chief Noonday chapter. This one sounds really cool, you guys. Bell's Brewery Hike. And that is in downtown Kalamazoo. And that's February 4th. Uh, Spirit of the Woods. Uh, they have a, their monthly hike is on Saturday, February 11th. Um, let's see. Grand Traverse County Hiking Club has a bunch of hiking events. Uh, they typically have a monthly hike. And this next one is going to be uh, actually, on Thursday, February 2nd, it's a weeknight hike. The Bob Beast chapter uh, uploaded a bunch of events to their page uh, in uh, the recent uh, week. Monday, February 6th, they actually have a snow moon night hike. And Bob Beast is at the very southern part of Michigan. This will be in the Pittsburgh State Game Area. Hiawatha, Shore to Shore, Holy Smokes, they got a lot of stuff. Next one is Saturday, February 11th. Falling in Love with Winter Hiking, and that will be at Taquamanon Falls State Park. And I didn't see anything on the Trail Angels uh, network uh, for, for this week. Uh, ski events, um, still not much snow in the in the lower peninsula. Um, and uh, so the ski event page <laughs> I've been referring to is still blank. 
But this Mackinac Island uh, Twilight Turtle Trek on February 6th is still a uh, go. So contact the state park, and uh, that's the Mackinac State Park um, for more information. So, yeah, the snow, we have plenty in the UP, except for it's pretty sparse south of Marquette to Escanaba. Um, the, the lower peninsula, it's getting uh, occasional snow here and there, um, but it's really not enough to really do anything. Um, events. Outdoor Rama, February 23rd through 26th. That is at the Suburban Collection Showplace in Novi. You can buy discounted tickets online right now. Uh, they have not posted the exhibitors and uh, presentations as of yet. Uh, the uh, annual Quiet Adventure Symposium, Saturday, March 4th. You can also buy tickets in advance, $15 per person online. Many of our North Country Trail chapters and the national office are there representing. Uh, however, they have not posted their seminars nor exhibitors uh, as of yet on the website. Canoe Copia, uh, March 10th to the 12th. Guess what? They haven't put their seminars or exhibitors online as of yet either. I'm sure these events are finalizing uh, these things before uh, they post them live and are going to commit to them. So yeah, those are, I've been to all these events and they're awesome. So you got to, got to check at least one of them out uh, this year. All right, time for the reservation reward. Hey, Pitchered Rocks. Let's start with them since we've been talking a lot about Pitchered Rocks this time around. Uh, reservations course are open for backcountry camping. Saturday of Memorial Day weekend, there are only 16 of the 63 backcountry sites available for Saturday. So once Saturday disappears, you will not be able to make a reservation uh, because you need one for Saturday if you're going to be there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so on and so forth. Um, let's see, on uh, the Sunday, July 2nd is another day, 34 of the 63 sites are still available. So there was some movement in the past week as far as the reservations were concerned on Independence Weekend. Uh, but after Independence Day weekend, plenty of availability. But I'm telling you guys, if you know you're going, get on it. Make those reservations. Uh, I'm also adding the availability of 12-mile beach campground and hurricane campgrounds in Pitchard Rocks uh, to the report as well. Up to a few years ago, these campgrounds were walk-up only. Today, they're only reservable online six months in advance, again, at recreation.gov. The trick is that the, the National Park Service has a few sites they hold back and are only reservable two and four weeks in advance. So if you don't get your reservations way out in advance six months, you know, hover over the computer two and four weeks out on some of these sites. For example, at Hurricane... Campsite 1 in the upper loop and Campsite 11 in the lower loop can be reserved two weeks ahead of time. Campsite 1 in the lower loop and Campsite 2 in the upper loop can be reserved four days before your intended arrival uh, date. And you can occupy these sites at 10 a.m. with these reservations. That being said, Memorial Day, <laughs> no sites available for the three-day stretch. Uh, although there is single-night availability if you only need one for one night. And there is availability up to uh, the 23rd of June. Then it really isn't anything over a three-day stay, even though even though those are few and far between. So the trick is to make your reservation exactly six months out uh, for your stay. 12-mile beach uh, is considered you know one of the most beautiful, if not the most beautiful, campground in Michigan. 
again, up to six minutes in advance, with the exception of uh, uh, three different campsites that you can uh, you know, get two weeks in advance, and there's three more campsites that can be reserved four days in advance. Memorial Day weekend is booked solid. There isn't a single campsite available from the 29th of June until dates are being released again six months out. Not a single one. So, if you want a site at 12 Mile, you'll need to hover over your computer exactly six months ahead of your first night stay. And then you can you can book beyond that six months date. It's just that first date has to be exactly six months out. So, there you go. Those are some very popular uh, campsites. Grand Island, uh, reserve up to six months from uh, today's day. I was in there uh, today, and there are some campsites that are going to first come, first serve because of prescribed burn. Uh, Driftwood is one, and a lot of the ones I've been telling you about, like Hardwood, Hemlock, Little Duck, etc., those are all walk-ups, and they all have this uh, prescribed burn tag put on them. So, you really remember, I was saying, hey, some of these will become reservable. Don't be surprised if they open up, and I'll keep um, you posted if they are uh, if they open up to be reserved. But overall, there's plenty of availability uh, for uh, uh, camping in the backcountry on Grand Island. Bay Furnace opens May 15th. Uh, Memorial Day weekend, still plenty of availability. Starting June 23rd, limited availability. And after July 25th, it all goes to crap. Nothing available. However, there are 20 walk-up non-reservable sites, and I'll give you a tip. This comes from my outfitting days. Uh, best bet is get there early. Not 2 p.m. early, but 7 a.m. early. Cruise the campground. Find a site where the occupants are leaving that day. Stock the site and occupy it as soon as they leave. And would you believe in my outfitting days, people would actually pay me good money to do this. I would go to these campgrounds, I would figure out who's leaving, and then I would actually chat with them. Hey, you guys leaving? Like, yeah, yeah, well, okay, I'm just going to hang out here till you do. And they would leave, and I would even set up a camp uh, to occupy these sites for those that were rolling in late. So, um, yeah, I used to do that. And uh, that's how you do these things if you're going to... Do first come, first serve. You want to get there early. You don't want to be showing up at 6 p.m. because they'll be gone. And, of course, all this is at recreation.gov. Michigan State Park Campgrounds, MIDNRreservations.com. I checked out Tawa State Park for Memorial Day weekend. Completely booked. Yes, very popular state park. Backcountry camping sites, um, they're still looking good for uh, Craig Lake. Um, Porcupine Mountains. I'm looking at Saturday availability for uh, Memorial Day weekend like I was for Pitchard Rocks. 39 of the 64 sites are available, so we're still looking good there. Um, and again, as always, I say, hey, call Taquamanon Falls about making arrangements for their backcountry sites. Also went to the Isle Royal uh, booking pages for the uh, the Ranger and the Queen. Uh, no full dates yet. However, the Queen has a few Sundays and Mondays and Saturdays in late June and early July. They're starting to fill up. And uh, you can go right online and look at their calendars and check them out. Okay, uh, weather forecast. All right, Marquette. Hey, it's going to be cold, finally. Highs in the teens and a few days where it may dip below zero in the OUP. Grand Rapids, it looks like we're going to have an entire week below freezing. Any snow that's on the ground should stick around for the next week, which is 
uh, awesome. So let's uh, get out there and enjoy uh, the winter or whatever it is that we're having this year and uh, get out and do some uh, exploring. All right. Ooh, I hear music. Again, thanks, Adam Main, for supplying the music for the podcast. Hey, I saw someone in Pennsylvania accomplish their 100-mile patch. Who will be the first Michigander? And I will uh, mention their name if I see it online. And, of course, you can always send me a message to make sure that I see someone's name and make an announcement on the podcast. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Gateway to Pictured Rocks. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, check out my Patreon account, Tom's Trail Tales. Quote to end the show, Hiking is not for everyone. Notice the wilderness is mostly empty. Sonia Yorg, and that is from her book, The Middle of Nowhere. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to follow us at... Michigan Trails Report on Facebook and Tom Funk's Travel Log. Thanks again for joining me. Michigan Trails Report. This is Tom Funk. We'll see you out on the trail. See you next week.